0: Welcome
1: to New Entry Wrestling Podcast, baby! Welcome back to New Entry Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Sexy Ian, with my co-host, Ever. What it do, baby? Yo, what is good, Jose. What's going on? Hey uh thanks for being back on the show man so absolutely thanks for having me back it's great to be back and don't worry uh your check won't bounce this time so So. anyways man checks what was that say no poly checks
2: poly ecw
1: poly checks no you will possibly (laughs) depends whose name is under Right. Anyways, uh, thanks for being on the show. And uh today's topic is going to be Money in the Bank. Ching-ching, so, yeah. baby. Money in the Bank, July 2nd, this Sunday or Saturday? Saturday, right?
2: Saturday. I believe it's going to be a Saturday, Saturday
1: show. Ever's going. I'm so jealous. He has money <laughs> for that. But sure. all right. Oh, but when I ask him, "Hey, man, can you give me a hot dog from Costco?" Oh, no, nah, man, I can't do that. I'm vegan. <laughs> I think he's vegetarian, but I'm like, okay, whatever.
2: All right, same.
1: Um. Anyways, man, you excited for uh, Money in the Bank this year?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's got a, a decent amount of matches on there that's gonna look like uh, making, making it can make for a promising show. I mean, we've seen it before where we've had them put matches together that that on paper just don't look impressive, but then once showtime comes, you know, they exceed what was the, uh, the expectation.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, but how do you feel about how it went from a stadium to back to an arena? That's
2: a big kick in the ass for them because that was something that they were kind of banking on to lean more to go in that direction from here on out, making more stadium shows to uh, kind of give themselves a bigger, bigger feel right. which, from what i've seen and i've heard others describe it i mean it's financially feasible to do something like that because you can configure a stadium and a re- you know to x amount of seats i mean when you do a sellout, you don't really have to do the entire building and you can get more people in those buildings than you can like at all state or united center bar right. or any of those where you're kind of limited to you know, anywhere from 13,000 to maybe 19,000 people, depending on the size of that arena to a stadium where you can configure that to 20,000 and 25,000 and make that the sellout.
1: It's weird because like what you just said, uh, maybe I took it the wrong way or whatever, but just because they're performing in a a stadium, it doesn't mean you have to use the whole seats. You could just use a half of section where it's like, Hey, the stadium draws 50,000 people, but we just need 25, you know? Right. So it's like, I don't understand why they needed to, first of all, I don't know why they thought money in the bank was a good choice. Royal rumble, SummerSlam, obviously WrestleMania. Yes. Money in the bank. And eh, I, the fact that you have two ladder matches, it's like that alone, I could understand why. But the thing is, it's not the match. It's the people who are in the match. Right. Which draws, you know, the attention of that match. It'd be like, oh, wow, this is going to be a great ladder match. But when you have six mid cards and two main eventers, it's like, okay, well, clearly one of the main eventers are going to win. But when you have like six to eight all-star wrestlers, it's like, ooh, who's going to win? That's where it's like, that's how you draw big matches like that with the Royal Rumble, it's the same thing where it's like who's gonna win? Yeah, you're gonna have like 20 mid-cards, but at least you know there has been moments like Seamus, you know, he was a mid-card at the time and he won the Royal Rumble and went on to become a main event player. Yeah, kind of in a way. Yeah. But in that in
2: that upper yeah
1: level right he's he's a little bit higher on the card now. But yeah. Sheamus did become like a main eventer guy. He could be every everywhere in the card now. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just don't. I, I don't understand why they had to do a full. It was a football stadium, right?
2: Yeah, I think it was. Uh, what is it called where the Titans play?
1: Yeah, I don't understand why they wouldn't do. Uh, what's it called? The um, baseball stadiums. Isn't uh, that isn't that half of that of a football stadium?
2: It depends on how the infield is configured, I, I guess, because, I mean, they've done it before. They did the rumble here in Houston at at the uh, the Astros Stadium, and they configured it to where, uh, you know, the entrance was over where the dugout was at, and they were able to come out through mm. the dugout up to the main entrance. So it just really depends on how they can, uh, they can do the configuration for it. Because uh, I was going to say, I mean, given I went to WrestleMania this year, and I can easily say, at t Stadium holds about 100,000 people, but there was not 100,000 people in that building. And I could see from where I was sitting at which sections were blocked off, because either a) they needed it for the stage setup, or b) they just, you know, said, "Okay, we're not going to get enough for to cover up for these sections, so you know, we're not even going to bother." And still, we're able to call it a, you know, a sellout quotation marks um, and say we. Hit seventy, I think, was like the number they gave, like seventy-eight thousand or something like that, was the the number they gave, right? Which you know it would really was probably about a good seventy thousand. And see,
1: and uh speaking about that, where people will see that because it's like what you just said, they they're able to have a hundred thousand people there, but they only sold eighty thousand tickets, and they'll sell out those eighty thousand. 000- tickets and then people will be like oh there's some empty seats so i guess they didn't sell a hundred thousand where it's like did they say they sold a hundred thousand tickets no they didn't how do you even know this report of how much right. tickets were even available because i can never find that report uh, how many right. tickets were sold and stuff like that It just it's just that's how much they sold and if they sold only 80 or only 80,000 tickets were available and they only sold 80,000 then okay they sold out that's what they mean by not because yeah. they sold they only 80,000 tickets were available but you're still you still have 20,000 seats available but they weren't even available in the first place that it, it's like it's weird when people are just talking about that and um how people are like they And how people will go to shows and they're like, oh, there's some empty seats here. Oh, wow. WD really sucks. And it's like, yeah. who cares? You're there, aren't you?
2: <laughs> exactly. And even that, I'll even use uh, Friday as an example, because I went to SmackDown and it was at the new uh, arena that we just got built here in Austin. Mm-hmm. And granted, it's a smaller arena than uh, the one that is replacing the Frank Irwin Center. But I could still see that they probably called it on TV either some kind of sellout or, you know, max capacity crowd. But I could still see, because I was on the opposite side of the hard cam, I could see for that section how much of it was actually filled with people and how much of it was actually just tarped off because, again, they needed to have the equipment there to record from that side over. Yeah. And and you can see small things like that on there.
1: Yeah. And that's how I was with Impact Wrestling, too, because Impact Wrestling, um, it it looked like there wasn't uh, a lot of people there when they used to be in the impact zone. Right. And it was like, and then, um, obviously once I, I went to their show, I see it's like, Oh, they only use one half. And then the other half of where the, where they had the the, the television, uh, the equipment stuff, right. They probably use three or four rows there, but usually those, that row is usually for, uh, the the wrestlers, family, friends, and stuff like that, or people who have the 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 access pass will sit there. And then the other side in the hard camp, that's where people who actually pay to come uh watch impact, that's where they will sit. So it's like and which makes it look like there's a lot of people there, but reality, I mean there's still a good few hundred people, but it just looks like a sold out place because of how their layout is and um but yeah anyway speaking uh talking going back to money in the bank uh yeah so it went do you think it, it should have been in the stadium in the first place and then because they, promote, they promoted it a, a year they promoted it last year's money in the bank right right saying that they were going to be in the stadium so right. my thing is when did they start selling tickets for it <laughs>
2: uh that's hard to see. i'm not sure when the tickets went out on sale I mean that was really ambitious of them because they were trying to do three stadium shows in a row because you would have Money in the Bank, then right. Summerslam, and then the UK show.
1: Well, the UK was be- was announced later this year, right? But, but running, Summer, like- yeah. But Summerslam 4, 3, 3, was an, 3, 3. and uh, Money in the Bank was announced last year, right? So they had a whole year to sell out this show. So my thing is, it's either they sold the tickets too late or they should have done they should have done what they did uh with SummerSlam. They already announced Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar uh last man standing at SummerSlam. They already announced Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. So it's like they already announced two two good matches yeah. for SummerSlam and they're probably doing that to draw tickets already. And it's like I feel like they should have announced The matches, at least an announced subtype of match. But I guess they thought, in their point of view, that the fact that we were going to get two guaranteed Money in the Bank ladder matches, they thought that was enough. Right. They should have been like, because they should have had rumors of, even though people are tired of Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns and stuff, but I feel like that should have been the match for Money in the Bank to help sell tickets
2: right give it a big if it's going to yeah. be in a, big, in a big stadium give it a big money match feel to it right and i think that's one thing that they've been probably trying to do with money in the bank is make it seem a bigger show than this because really it, it's an arena show it, then that just needs to be in, in an arena it's not really a show that you know you're going to go to a stadium like if they were holding in chicago and say we're going to do money in the bank at soldier field right you're, you're like am i was going to really go to, to that as Soldier Field, or would I go to the All-State Arena and watch it over there instead? All right. You know, it's, it's a big difference from going from one to the other for that kind of a show. And granted, they've been doing them more with, like, at least the big shows, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. If they could get Survivor Series right they could make it a big four
1: show again i forgot about survivor series Series. Survivor that's
2: why everybody <laughs> forgets about survivor Series because it used to be a it used to be part of the big four shows of of their calendar year but now that was just a nothing show
1: yeah it's just it became nothing because it's like they're not even they're not even sure what they're even doing with the show and i hate the whole smackdown versus raw deal because it's like it doesn't make sense to me it, it's yeah it's unnecessary and um Plus, you don't have a big roster for any Dream Matches. And I don't want to see Dream Matches take place in Survivor Series. I want to see it take place at WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Right. Like, I don't want to see no big Dream Matches at Survivor Series. And Survivor Series should just, they should have just kept it like how they've been doing it for so many years. Uh, Five-on-five Survivor Series match, heel versus, you know, face. Or, just
2: or, kept mi- it. or they used to have like the ma- the mix-up matches where they would have like one team that would be half heels, half face, and the other team would be half heels and half face and kind of let that work itself out. Right. I mean, the last Survivor Series that I thought was remotely entertaining was the one where you had NXT mixed in there, mm. the black and gold era of NXT, because they came in and they were like the big powerhouse of that whole storyline for that show, which they ended up winning the overall match count on On that, but of course, now we know it all kind of was for nothing since that in the bulk of that roster is now gone,
1: right? But now triple H is back, so So he's back. We'll see how that works out.
2: How that turns around.
1: It's time to play the game. But uh, all right, lineup. Here's the thing with the lineup. When you read this lineup, it's like like you said earlier. Not bad. There's a chance, you know. There has been times where the card is pretty okay, but they delivered the the matches delivered on the show on the day of the show. But then when you read this card and you're like, "This was gonna be the card." For all I know, they could have changed it. You know, knowing Vince, he probably did change the matches a lot. Exactly. But, but imagine you're going to the stadium and this is the lineup for that show. I'll be pretty pissed. Exactly. I'll be like, what is this crap? Like, what is this? And the fact that didn't even... It's this Saturday and the time of recording the only three men or four men who are part in the Money in the ladder match, Seth freaking Rollins, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Omos, and Sami Zayn. Who are the other three? I can't even tell you who. I can't even take a wild guess. I thought it was going to be AJ Styles. I thought it was going to be The Miz. I thought it was going to be Ali. But no. I thought it was going to be Edge, too. And Finn Balor. But then Edge is out. So now it's just like, okay. You know? And then you got Ronda Rousey thinking that she's the Brock Lesnar. I mean, five years ago she was, but now she's not.
2: No. And she's getting minimal reaction, like,
1: Friday she's not night. putting in the work.
2: Friday night. I mean, some of the burns that she put in the in the promo were like, okay, it was clever. Like the whole thing about it, like I don't recognize it without your wreck. kind of taking a shot at Natty for like all the stuff that she's been doing with like her sister on the YouTube account and the OnlyFans account. Right. And all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, that was somewhat you know clever. And it's kind of cool that they're bringing some of that stuff in to kind of make it again more of an adultish storyline where it's not, you know, just the kitty stuff. So that part, I was like, okay, that's the decent brand. But the rest of that promo segment was just hot garbage. I mean, the whole fight over with the stroller and how she tried to sell that weak-ass throw of the right. stroller into the corner. I was just like, it started okay. And then like by the end of that segment, I was just like, wow.
0: And yeah. didn't they
1: have a dark match later that night too? They
2: did. And it was a decent match. But again, there was no crowd reaction to it. No one is really that invested in that story because
1: and plus you know, they were one, probably thrown off because it was going to be a it's a pay-per-view event and then you're seeing right. it for free at a dark and show we're seeing
2: it for free so that and for me like that whole storyline of what they've said about you know oh uh, who's you know who's tapping who hasn't tapped i'm like well i've already kind of seen some of that up with up close with my own eyes so it kind of takes away some of that illusion of uh, what to expect on on the show on saturday uh, but like i was saying there's like Rhonda can really cut promos. Like I said, she has her few moments here and there. Natty, though she's a great wrestler, has the personality of wet napkin. She just cannot do anything really convincingly on the mic that makes you invest yourself into, into the matches. So it's just like, okay, let's just get that match over with out of the way and move them away into a different program away from each other.
1: Right. I think it's, it's, it's the producers. It's the, it's the producers they don't know what what to do with them and they, they're given a script and they just follow it uh, because when I went to house shows uh, and I saw uh, Natalia, I'm like how come she doesn't wrestle like this every week on right. te- television because when it comes to house shows they have a little bit more freedom uh, on what to do and whatever I think the only thing is is the finish And uh, who's obviously who's going over and their time. But everything else, it's like, do whatever you want. So, um, but yeah, when she was wrestling, I forgot who she was wrestling, but she was wrestling somebody and it was great. It was a great match. I was like, I don't, it's been a while since I actually said uh, for Natalia, like, oh, that's one of my favorite matches of hers. Yeah. You know, I can't even recall the last time I said that for her, but yeah, I was just like, but now, whoever she faced, I don't remember. I think Alicia. Is there a girl named Alicia there? Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Yeah, she yeah. wrestled her at the house show, and I was just like, "This is great. This is a great match." <laughs> they didn't do much, but it was like, "I'm like, how come I don't get this Natalia every week?" Right. And it's it's the producers. They just suck. They don't know how. To, they don't know what they're doing. And then, and then if they do know what they're doing, Vist doesn't like it. So he's like, "No scratches. They're not doing this crap."
2: Right. And we've already known that for years. That what yeah. does. Tears up the script hours before the show, rewrites everything up until the last minute, trying to make it to what he wants it to be instead of just kind of letting it flow and kind of maybe be more of a natural feel of a show. that's why some of those segments, when, even when that we get on TV, we'll watch them and it just feels like they're just doing it by numbers. Like, OK, I'm supposed to do this part here and then I'm going to do this part over here and then this part over here. And here you go.
1: Two people have said great things. Once you get your role, just shut your mouth and know your role. (laughs) And then the other person is, this is crap. How can I turn this crap into something awesome? So the rock said that. And then John Cena said the other thing. So it's like, sometimes you got to turn crap into something great. But if you're not putting in the work, it's like, it's just going to be crap in the end of the day. So it's either you could just... Give it give it a, your all try to turn this crap into something or just don't bother just like give give your spot to somebody else son even and then like
2: when I hear like on stuff so that, like that gets said because I've heard that too being said it's and everything that we're talking about is that you have people in this company that could do roles and kind of help each other along like there could be things that you could pair up so let's say you have a good strong in-ring performer but a bad promo you have someone that's good on uh, talking but you know they don't pair them up like let's put the hurt business as an example right we already knew bobby can still more cut promos if, if he's fired up mm-hmm. you know shelton same uh cedric shelton
1: promo. i mean shelton now yes i get now, it but yeah. but back then no he was pretty good especially with the gold standard gimmick he just yeah. needed a gimmick and then that, right. that's what it was and he was able to roll with it
2: but you know you had all three of them and then you put mvp who is he's solid in the ring he can still go but you know his big thing is he can talk oh you yeah. can the dude can just talk all day so that was a you know a recipe right there you could put all four together Like, let's take someone like Ricochet, great in the ring, but he knows himself. He said himself, he can't cut a promo to save his life. So get him a mouthpiece in there to do the talking for him while he goes in the ring and does his part. Right. Like, seeing him in the ring against uh, Gunther Friday, I was like, you know, boom, I got hyped. You know, even though it was a short match, I'm like, all right, cool. Let me see some some good stuff. And it was good in the ring. You know, they both uh, matched up pretty well for being a big size difference. But, you know, they can both uh, know how to work each other's style. So it can, you, they have the tools there to make these work. But for some reason, like you said, the production just drops the ball. They yeah. just know to do it, the wrong things.
1: It's uh, So a while ago, when we went to go see Sacrifice, with me and my cousin Ever, we went to go see Sacrifice, right? And um, he's never been to a, a TNA Impact Wrestling show before until I took him with me to go see Bound for Glory and um, Sacrifice. And he was amazed because he watched it. And the production for TNA Wrestling, it sounds like the fans are not into the match. It's quiet. And then when he went to the live shows, everybody was going crazy. Right. And then when he watched it back on, like, on YouTube and all that, and I told, him, I told him about it. I was like, when you go to a TNA Wrestling show live, it's different compared to what you see on TV. So we went to sacrifice. Everybody was screaming, this is awesome. This is awesome. Match of the year. Everybody was chanting that, right? And then as soon as we go and I, you know, we go back to the house and I should go on YouTube and show him the video, right? Because I had the Impact Insider and watched it. And he was just like, why is it so quiet? (laughs) He's like, we were going crazy for that spot. And it doesn't like. You don't hear the fans that much. And yeah. it's the production of what they use because you hear the announcer more than the, you hear than you hear the fans. Right. Which makes it seem like people are not into the match, which is it's crazy. I don't know what equipment they're using and all that. And then the uh, same thing, WWE started doing that too. Now you hear the fans chanting for Sasha Banks, CM Punk, and they lower the fans. So that way you hear more of the, the announcers than you do with the fans. And it's just like, It's the production, because it's just like, why do you guys do that? It's
2: and and that throws it off, and that'll throw off the overall product. Because let's say if you're watching it just casually at home, if you're just seeing the in-ring stuff and just the announcers, but you don't hear any feedback from the crowd, eventually you're just gonna be like, okay, I'm kind of over this already, and then change the channel. Or like, as you can say, we're like, we've seen these moments where even though we're watching it at home, we're not at the arena. But once you hear that crowd pop. Or whatever you know, someone coming back, like when the Hardys came back at WrestleMania, yeah. you know, I was here at night at the house, and you know, as soon as that popped up, I'm like, I jumped out of my chair. I'm like, oh crap, they I mean, I knew it was coming, but at the same time, you know, hearing that crowd pop,
1: yeah, just, that's right, know,
2: made you be like, oh my god, it makes what you what get the that
1: goosebumps too, yeah, so, yeah, like, you can yeah, still- <laughs> and the same thing with Ali, because unfortunately, with Ali, me personally, when he came back to Chicago in the hell in the cell he had a big pop right when he came out everybody was cheering but as soon as that bell rang quiet yeah it was it was crickets it was just quiet because like it was just like i'm like this is why he's not getting that push because you guys go silent you guys got to keep making noises that's why john cena he became a big star because of that noise Mm -hmm. like it was never quiet with him it was either cena let's go cena or cena sucks but when Ali comes out in his hometown Chicago, it's like, yeah. Ding, ding, ding.
0: <laughs>
1: Let's go, Ali. Let's go, yeah. Ali. And it's just like, come on, you guys can't be doing that. That's why he doesn't right. get that push. And then, and then, and then he goes somewhere else in a different state. Yeah, Ali. And then same thing. Yeah. Nobody cheers because it's just like. That's how, that's why people don't move up, but at least, but then and it, it doesn't even matter because it's not just a, I'm not taking a shot at Ali because it's like, same thing with Ricochet. When I went to that house show, the building uh, blew up when Rick, Ricochet came out. Not a single, no, everybody was ch- uh, chanting for Ricochet throughout the whole match, but yet he's still in the mid card. Right. So it's like, I guess, because of what you said earlier is because he can't cut a promo. So,
2: but like so. I said, you can just put somebody with them that there's people back there that know how to talk. You can put someone there with them. If anything, right now you have, uh, you know, uh, Eli Drake as Max Dupree, you know, being a mouthpiece basically for he's gonna have his own. Oh stable. my god, him he, managing a ricochet. Uh, ricochet that Bro. was
1: oh my gosh. And ricochet, hey, hey he, he's, a good he, dude. he's a good looking dude, he's a good dude. so he can exactly. pull off that gimmick
2: exactly. Uh, Whole oh character change for him, you can put him with him. Boom! You got a you got the potential of making a making them into the upper tier main event, you know main event status. Right. Oh my gosh. And then Max <laughs>
1: Dupree, he was supposed to come on with some other guy. What's his name? Mace. It's the supposed guy? to be Mace. That's Mace. they've
2: been trying out in the house shows, trying out as Mace being the uh, one of his clients. Right. Oh my gosh. But
1: Ricochet, yeah, that Ricochet Max Dupree, that would be a good gimmick. I mean, good gimmick. Uh, they will work well together right ricochet changing his gimmick to one of the models oh my gosh that would be freaking Just be awesome
2: arrogant be cocky yeah hey look, hey look he's got a baddie for a girlfriend right there at ringside you can make that as part of the story there too
1: that's true i would uh and then um who else would i have them in that group i'm trying to see who else i mean the Austin theory but obviously he's doing his nah, own thing he- but, They're making him yeah. Cena
2: Junior right now.
1: Yeah, if it wasn't for that, then I would say obviously him, uh, Bobby Lashley. But if Bobby Lashley was never WWE champion, I would say have him on there. But um, yeah, I, but Ricochet—that's definitely a big, a good pick. But um, so another th- before we continue with Money in the Bank, I also have a special guest on this show. Uh, his name is Sean. Sean, oh my gosh, I forgot his last name, but he goes by PWE Pro Wrestler, Pro Wrestling Enforcer. Uh, he is gonna be on this show to promote. Uh oh my gosh, I am not prepared. Sorry, Sean. I'm very unprofessional. Anyways, give me one second. Is it all-star wrestling? No, it's not. Is it all-star wrestling? Uh It's only star wrestling it's a new promotion uh show at the steel yard so yeah he's gonna go ahead uh i'm gonna have them on this show promoting the show his wrestling show and uh yeah so let's go ahead and get into that and then uh we'll come back to money in the bank. uh yeah let's go sean you ready you ready let's go all right ladies and gentlemen i am here with my guest sean uh, P W E, what to do, baby? Hello, Sean. What's over up? There. How's it going, man? Thanks
0: for having me. No
1: good, problem. good.
0: How about yourself? It's Saturday morning, and just, just, just going on a drive somewhere. <laughs> Gotta go places.
1: You're driving right now while recording. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> alrighty.
0: Well, video, so it's it's fine. I'm not looking at follow.
1: You. Oh my gosh! Well, drive safe out there, man. It's raining out there. Hello, Sean, Sean, you still there?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: here. Oh, I thought I lost you for a second. But anyways, man, you wanted to get on this show to make it a big announcement. So what's this uh, announcement you got for us?
0: Well, yeah, we've already, I, re- I already made an announcement about a week ago for Only Stars Wrestling. Mm. Uh, it's a promotion that's going to be happening in the Chicagoland area, Northwest Indiana. And Chicagoland area, so uh, so is it a new wrestling company or is it just like a one-time show? No, it's a new wrestling company. Uh, so let, let's go back to how it started. Basically, Jesse Nunez, he's the promoter of Elite Fight Night, which is an MMA organization, and I've covered mixed martial arts on my other podcast, The Fightly Report. And so he's known me for a while. He's seen my interest and passion for pro wrestling. Uh, came to idea can him why don't we host a pro wrestling show that will coincide with his mma event so we have one venue booked for two nights uh it's outdoor venue called the u.s steel yard which is home to the south shore gary real cats minor league baseball field baseball team so it's it's, it's a baseball field it, it's beautiful out there obviously it's summer people want to be outdoors so why not host a professional wrestling event the night before his next MMA show, which is Elite Fight Night, August 20th. So oh, uh, that's how Only Stars Wrestling came to be. Uh, we, we changed the name from when we originally had it. We, we've actually gone through a couple of different cards now. Dates have changed. But finally, uh, it's it's coinciding with his event on August 20th, August 19th. It will be, uh, as, as everybody can tell from the poster, we've got a lot of big names coming. And obviously, we want to live up to the hype. We want to deliver a big show you know, since we're outdoors in the baseball field and want to fill it to capacity or as as much as we possibly can, why not, you know, bring in some of the big name talents that people don't really get to see in the area that often? And Gary, uh, for example, has no independent wrestling promotions currently running. I mean, the closest ones are probably, you know, you know, a few hours away. And, you know, in, in terms of, you know, making that attraction, you know, having this feel like, the biggest independent show possibly to draw these to draw professional wrestling fans from the Chicagoland area, from the Northwest Indiana area, and beyond, you know. Uh, people are going to be coming from Indiana. I've already had uh, messages and calls. Uh, people coming from – someone just told me they're coming from Fort Wayne, and they want to make the plan. Fort Wayne's a few hours away. So, obviously, we're, we're going to be – you know, we have a big market that we're going to reach – and the fact that we already have a built-in audience, you know, for what we're doing with the MMA stuff, and hey, some of the fans might be interested in coming out and checking out pro wrestling event, and hopefully they'll have a chance to do so as well. So, and you know, professional wrestling is so big, the industry is is, is, uh, is gotten bigger in Chicago and, and Northwest Indiana to the fact that, you know, there's always gonna be new promotions. And so Jesse thought, why not have only stars pro wrestling, uh, he got together with me, and I've actually booked a card, booked the matches. We have an out, outside consultant who's uh, helping us finalize things. Uh, we are changing a couple things before we announce the matches. And he's also going to, you know, he's obviously a, a, someone that works in pro wrestling, so he'll be able to come up with, like, you know, the mat, how the matches go and, you know, the timing of the show and stuff that I'm not familiar with. And, you know, he, him, him having a wealth of knowledge in the industry with someone like him uh, is amazing so far. I, I don't want to name his name because I don't know if he wants to be known, his role to, you know, be known in the company.
1: Right. But he's
0: actually performing on the show as well. So we're, we're excited to have him on board. I'm, I'm, I'm great to work with a great veteran that's worked uh, internationally, that's worked for all of the major companies in the U.S., literally has worked for every company, WWE, AEW, you know, uh, Impact Wrestling. You know, so so you know, having him is is, is on board is definitely priceless. And uh, getting a text and talk to him as a fan, you know, every day about what we're doing. That's you know, what I mean? right? Because I, you know, let me tell you, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a fan, just like everyone else. I'm a Mark. I love pro wrestling. I you know, I go to shows, I cover shows, but I also pay still pay to go to wrestling shows too. So, and as a as a fan that's, that, that is going to pay, I would look at this show and I would say, this is a show I want to be at. There's some wrestling names that we haven't seen in the Chicagoland area for a long time. There's also names that haven't been in the Chicagoland area before as well. So uh, and we're going to be excited to, to welcome them to Only Stars Wrestling, August 19th.
1: So at the time of recording, there is there any uh, matches have have been announced yet?
0: So nothing's been announced as matches. We just this morning announced uh, who will be a part of the show, who is officially to uh uh to appear, and uh, we have those lists of names, which include Josh Alexander, Warhorse, Loki, um Dak Draper, Dante Leon. Uh there's a couple more I might I might oh Jake Christ. And uh, the Golden Gods, Atomico Jr. and uh, Golden Dragon, who are, are you know notably and- from Cali Wrestling. So yeah. right there is that. That's half our. That's just about half of our card, and so we're about to announce this, You know, the official ones for the second half of our card soon, and uh, depending on when this podcast comes out, I can reveal a match. Our first match. When are, when are you releasing
1: this? Uh, this is probably going to be out by Tuesday.
0: Okay, perfect. So our first match, that I can announce on your podcast. All
1: is right, it. sounds good. <laughs> yes,
0: I can because because we are what we're doing is we're we're releasing like two to three matches a week every Monday and Wednesday, and maybe maybe we'll, and probably this Friday we'll announce one as well for the when tickets go on sale. That's the most important thing. July first, tickets go on sale. You can. The link will be shortly up before the tickets go on sale on OnlyFansWrestling.com. You can, you can follow us on Facebook. We have a Twitter that we are creating an Instagram, which will be soon to follow uh, this week. So everything is launching uh, on Monday. The tickets go on sale officially on Friday, July 1st. Uh, get your tickets now. I did post uh, in my last post, you know, the ticket prices and information. There is a meet and greet, which will get you... Into the field 90 minutes before everyone else will get you into the ballpark. You'll have the chance to meet every single wrestler on the card. You know, granted that they show up by time. And you'll get a poster to receive an autograph and one photo with each performer. No, so that's that, cool. that's a great value when you look at how much you know uh, it costs to be wrestlers at other conventions like WrestleCon. You know what I mean? And, right. you know, add up, you know, the individual charges. And they'll be selling their merchandise as well. On top of that, you're going to be able to get a, I haven't announced this anywhere, but there's going to be a live Pro Wrestling Enforcer podcast happening with me and myself, the host of the Pro Wrestling Enforcer podcast, Sean Lennon, interviewing a few of the wrestlers during the meeting. On top um, of that, That's going to be pretty cool. Yes, yes. Let's say you're getting general admission for the show, but you're going to be in the lower deck area. Because you got the meeting rate, you can choose your seat before the general public enters in at 7 p.m. Mm. So you can be right by Hauling Home Plate, which is where the ring will be set up. Nice. Or wherever you, you want to go. So I'm sure that's going to be the most popular place. So if you want to be behind the dugout, where the wrestlers enter. So everybody, you know, wants to check out more of the venues South Shore Real Cats U.S. Steel Yard. You can Google it. It's a great venue. We've had the uh, last elite fight night there back in June, and I had posted pictures of it. And um, you know, on top of that, it's a night show, so we are having this amazing lighting structure. Uh, I don't know if you had gotten to see the photos I posted from the last MMA event we have, and that alone, that lighting structure will pretty much put us in the league of like, you know, big outdoor wrestling events. I mean, we're going to have a WrestleMania, you know, as <laughs>
1: much
0: <laughs> it, it it, it, as we can duplicate it, uh, you know, uh, environment, you know what I mean? That's, that's the whole point. And so right. I hope everyone comes, joins us on August 19th. And I'd love to see, you know, everybody, you know, share our stuff on, on social media and be excited. We want to make sure there's a smile on everyone's face after the show. And keep them coming back for more. And the content of our show is interesting because we are going to be a little bit more edgier than it is. It is a family-friendly show, but we are going to be more of like the PG-13 kinds of content. So, uh, but yeah, uh, getting back to the match, I announced right. I think I, I didn't I didn't give you no envelope. yeah you
1: didn't no you didn't announce the match uh, the oh. match yet.
0: So the first match, of course, for Only Stars Wrestling. And, you know, cards are subject to change as always, but we have a street fight between a great veteran and born to die, Jake Christ, former Impact Wrestling star, you know, and he's also, you know, the m- multiple great independent work. Uh, he's, he knows what it's like to put on a big show. And this is going to be a, a, a gritty street fight with none other than Dante Leon. Dante oh, wow. Leon is to take on Jake Chris in the street. I don't, I don't believe at this point they have faced each other before. I definitely, I definitely know they haven't been in a street fight. Uh, for Dante Leon, you know, being more of a high flyer, technical guy, it's going to be a different kind of match. But we've seen, you know, guys rise to the occasion. So uh, Dante Leon, if you are not familiar with him, he's he's big from Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, and he's done stuff. I believe MLW. Correct me if I'm wrong. But he's also you know, he's been featured. He's getting featured more and more. And and that's the thing with Only Stars Wrestling. You want to come out experience our show live. But we have plans to be broadcasted on streaming networks, which is yet to be unveiled, unveiled right? Oh, wow. Um, we're going to be have a live pay-per-view, which is on Facebook uh, live pay-per-view. We're also going to be on another major pay-per-view outlet platform. We just can't announce it yet. But we are going to be on... Uh, Uh, this is this content is being uh, recorded for tv and you can expect some like backstage interview stuff when that when that comes out and so we're going to have all that great content it's going to be a busy night for us but we we just want everybody to come sit back enjoy a a great night of wrestling bring your family your friends your grandfather your grandmother your bring the babies you know what i mean like i said we're we are family friendly but it's not you know, like a, a PG show. You know what I
1: mean? Right. No, I get it.
0: PG thirteen. Right. It's going to be more what you see in AEW, but it's still family friendly event. And you know, uh, I can't wait. Uh, I mean, that that's kind of all I have at this point. I mean, if you have any other questions? You know, let me know. I just, I just think it's it's gonna. You you, you see the names I we, we have on the show. You know, we have yeah. Josh Alexander. The current impact wrestling champion you know we have pco who really doesn't do any shows in the chicagoland area you know who yeah on- to be
1: on surprise uh, I, I was gonna say that that you have pco i don't recall ever seeing him in um uh, and outside of like indie shows like i only seen him when he was in ring of honor and yeah. uh impact wrestling but i never really seen him on flyers for other indie shows but um i was gonna ask you um what match would you love to take place on this show?
0: Um. Well, I mean, uh, you know that we haven't booked yet.
1: Yeah, that you have. If you, if it was up to you to book a match, what match would you book for this show?
0: Yeah, uh, that's that's tough. Um, I, I would say, I would love to see Davy Richards come on our show, Ooh. and they got either Josh Alexander, or I'd like to see Davy Richards take on Calvin Tank. I, I like to see either of those, those two because Calvin Tankman is someone that we're, you know, we're, we're hopefully can be officially added to our show. Right. Uh, you know, we, are, we have a different process of where, you know, just, just from getting like a verbal confirmation from an athlete. And I won't get too far into it, but it's just like, you know, that's why, you know, we, we can't announce him as being official. But yeah, I feel like Calvin Tankman against either of those two guys are great. I, I love to see uh, Bandito you know, mm. take on anyone on this card, especially when you got guys like low and, you know, maybe R- R- Ringo loco. And, um, so like the, the, the list is unless I also like to see women's matches too. And we, we don't have any officially, uh, you know, at this moment, we don't have any on our poster, but we are looking to add a women's match to our show and Kylie Ray, you know, sticks out for me. Um, uh, uh Donna Prazzo sticks out to me, you know, um, Lady Frost, who's now just a a free agent for Impact Wrestling, from Impact Wrestling, sticks out to me. I mean, I can go on and on about women's wrestling, you know, I think most people know by now how much an advocate I am for for women's wrestling, you know, and how much I, you know, support them. So, you know, those are the top names for women's sky blue, obviously, everything she's been
1: Yeah, sorry yeah. about that, but yeah, no. No, it,
0: um, no worries. Yeah. I keep on and on about the women. So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> you
0: know, no, I want I want, to, I want every major woman that that's you know Ashley Box, the Sea stars, you know, and they, and you know that's why we're gonna do more shows. So if we don't right. feature them on this show, we'll have them on a future show. Where you know it's all about timing and, and scheduling, you know, and there's that's what I've learned from this. You know, not everything works out the, the way you want it. You know, Allison McKay is another one. I I, I personally enjoy uh having on on a, what i ha, love having on our shows and like i said calvin tankman you know just having him against anyone on our roster calvin tankman against josh alexander they fought each other before but you know that that's another match i'd love to see and you know davy richards you know having him in the future against any of those guys you know
1: and then josh and they, wood is going to be on the show as well right
0: Right. Yes, Josh Woods on our show. I'd love to see Josh Woods and Tom Waller <laughs> if we had the budget and everything worked. You know, I'd yeah. love To
1: see Josh, Wish, uh, Josh Woods
0: versus uh, Josh Alexander.
1: That'd, That's be, good that, that, to- that'd, that'd be a dope match.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And we have matches already, you know, planned and stuff. We don't want to change things that this, you know, that we don't want to change. But th- those are all great matches, you know, that we could possibly have, and and a lot of them are first time matches as well. And so that, I think that's what the beauty of independent wrestling is, is that you don't have to build a 90 day or a 120 day storyline that right. these guys, you know what I mean? You can just put them together, have them cut a promo ahead of time individually. And you know what I mean? Or you don't really need a story. You know, that's what's the beauty of independent wrestling. That's how you but get
1: these. stories things. do help though. Stories do help though.
0: I do. The right, the right, the right feud, the right match requires the right story, but you know, I'm saying general yeah. overall, that's why you get all these first time matches is you don't have to build programs for that. That's true.
1: Yeah. For a first time show, you don't have to really yeah. have a story into it. But a story does help out, though.
0: Yeah. Yes, it does. And I mean, I you know, when we look at other wrestlers, you know, on the car, I'd love to see, you know, Myron Reed get involved with any like Ringo Loco and Ninja Mac. I would love to see that happen. You know, uh, Braden Lee is going to be involved as well, uh, who is another great veteran of independent wrestling and, you know, a guy that's really, you know, coming to his own lately. So, you know, having, having him in the mix would be great. Um, I mean, it's just, there's so many matches like, you know, that, that I can uh, really tell you, you know, that that are going to be amazing. Right. But there's so many more matches. Like when you bring up that question that I would like to make that I didn't even think of at first, you know? Yeah.
1: But um, what else I was going to say? Uh, any, any, uh, future oh, title matches that's going to happen in this, ma- well, on, on the show that,
0: you know, that's of? This show there won't be any titles. However, these, I think these matches will, will take implication. You know, we already have championship belts, Jesse Nunez awards for elite fight night. So a lot of the budget has, gone. you know, okay. I mean, I would at this point, you know, he, he knows how to budget, uh, you know, titles and, you know, obviously they do cost money to, to, to make and. And to, to, you know, have them display properly and everything like that, right? To have them right. properly, rather. That's what I'm saying. So um, I think there's more urgency for him to have that for his MMA events. But, yeah, we're definitely looking to bring professional wrestling, uh, champ, you know, championships to our show. And, you know, we were inviting also other promotions, to other, you know, companies to have their titles defended as well if they want to do a partnership with us. If they're from another independent show and they, they we can feature someone of their talent against some of our talent, and then we, we put a tie, you know, championship on the line. We've seen that before with other promotions. I think it just takes time and we'll we'll eventually get there. And right. there's no in my mind.
1: No, that sounds great. Um, I'm glad to have you on the show and uh promote this uh <laughs> this wrestling company. Um just uh you know hook me up with some free tickets, all right? <laughs>
0: I'll tell you this, man. If you do, we, we, we will, we will have a, a media covering our event. So, you know, just, well, will keep you and uh, Ernesto in mind.
1: Yeah. Keep Your a, keep, a cake. keep
0: guys in mind. Yes, for sure. Thank you. Keep for, us in yeah, mind. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely want people that come out and, you know, do, do the work ahead of time to really help, you know, help us get the word out there. You know, I do podcasts. And so I know all about that and, you know, be be my pleasure to have you as as media and hopefully we may be able to create some opportunities for you to interact with the wrestlers as well so that'd be be Uh, really cool yeah i'm hoping that everybody comes out and does the meeting great because you know it's a great it's a great value to meet all your wrestlers to meet all your favorites it's a great value just to to be there talking to other people online talking to other people throughout the vendors will be open the concessions rather will be open and it'll be fun. yeah. And if you, if you see me say hi, you know, I, I want to, I'd love to talk to all you guys who are going to be at the show. Don't be shy.
1: That's what I always tell people. Don't be shy, but all right. Uh, unfortunately, we're running out of time. So no thanks Sean for uh, coming on the show and uh, promoting uh, only star wrestling showtime at the steel yard, right? Yes. August 19th. And also check out, uh, pro wrestling and pro sir and pro sir podcast sorry for botching yeah. that man uh sean thank you i appreciate it for being on the show man and uh no
0: anytime if, appreciate if you it. need
1: uh if you need a, a referee i got you man and then if you need <laughs> <Not> a jobber <laughs> then uh you got ever <laughs> yes you so, got you brother you know you need somebody to take a power driver you can could, you could hit up All ever right.
0: so, yeah we will we'll see man <laughs> so,
1: ever you know ever and and he so, Oh, hold on. Ever just texted me. He's just said that he'll take a, a table bump too. So oh, look at
0: that. We'll see. We'll see how we're, yeah. I, you know, so the outside, you know, you know, he's going to be in charge of all the, the spots and the finishes. And yeah. you know what I mean? all, well, all that. I just got stuff. another
1: message from Ever. He said that the table needs to be on fire for him to take it.
0: Oh, wow. oh
1: my, wow. That, that guy's crazy. All right. Well, there crazy. you go
0: you not even getting paid and you're going to yeah. take
1: table parts. Hey, I, And I got the text message. So,
0: yeah. all right,
1: okay. Sean, thank you. I appreciate it for right. being on right, the man. show, man. Thank you. So. Well, thank you, Sean, for uh being on our show and promoting Only Star Wrestling. Showtime at the Steel Yard. Sounds like a, a lot of impressive people on this card. What do you think, Jose?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have Josh Alexander, you have Lowkey. uh, uh was it a bandido war horse you see a lot of uh big no names on that card and it should make it for a fun show
1: yeah josh alexander uh impact world uh impact wrestling world champion and uh we got loki too so and then i see a little bow wow so <laughs> <laughs> anyways oh man a lot to talk about man but uh a lot of a lot of i know this Money in the Bank, and then also, uh, hey man, what's your thoughts on Vince McMahon? <laughs> man, yeah, we're just gonna make this a news episode, let's just make this a news episode. We got a lot to talk about that
2: whole layout. I mean, one,
1: try to keep it, it wasn't PG.
2: surprising to hear what transpired, <laughs> what happened as far as like him having an affair and trying to keep it hushed because that's just been his thing for years right. you know he's he said it in public interviews on howard stern um i in playboy magazine where he's talked about being um unfaithful cheating on on his wife having all these affairs and doing everything in between just because it's a power move you know powerful people do things like that unfortunately but the whole thing with john lorinitis that one was a shock the fact that they were you know basically passing the same woman off from one to the other and things like that. And now with the whole investigation going on, it's like, okay, is this going to be the thing that finally brings Vince down? Is this going to be the one thing that finally makes him step away? Because, you know I mean? The man's 76. So, you know, does he have it enough to still fight this? And then just the fact what he's done publicly since then, just coming out on raw, coming out on SmackDown, still getting a fucking pop for some reason. The crowd's still going off and singing No Chance. I mean, yeah, No Chance in Hell. And then for him to just say nothing, he just says, welcome to the show or something about John Cena, and that's it. This dude is wild.
1: Yeah, I wish he would have caught a shoot saying, hey, I did not sleep with with that woman. Matter of fact, I was up all night long. (laughs) it's like it's just the thing is is the rumors true i feel like it is but at the same time it's like i feel i don't know it's just why would he show up on his own show just to like what i obviously to bring ratings right obviously that's right but is it are you trying to send a message saying i'm i'm guilty i'm not guilty or i'm trying to you know like what's going on Like all eyes on me. What are you doing? That's what I want to know. I think the message is
2: him just basically saying, Y'all can't touch me.
1: Mm.
2: I, I think that's just him. Like that those appearances seem like a flex. Like he's just trying to say, you know what? You can't fuck with me. Right. This is not gonna this is not gonna phase me out. Now, the things about that behind the scenes too is like now you have Stephanie coming in into the CEO position when she had just basically stepped away not even a month ago, as she said that she would want to spend more time with her family, but more of stuff that I've heard from behind the scenes is that um, she was kind of like put in a position to be forced out because some people were not having too much confidence in what she was doing as part of her job.
1: Right. That
2: it was basically slowly pushing her to the side. And I mean, we, everybody's kind of heard and made the jokes about like how Nick Khan has slowly been taking out every McMahon on the way to kind of maybe make himself be the actual, person to take over if and when they decide to sell the company or you know whatever future plans are going to have which you know a lot of people are, have been kind of speculating that all of these firings all of these roster moves and all this stuff was just to kind of get away take dead money off the books to basically be able to make the the sale down the line to either NBC or Fox or Disney or whoever you right. know one of the big big mogul companies wants to buy them out so this whole thing has just been an interesting to interesting thing to see unfold. And then plus, there's been, what do you call it, talks for a while now. And supposedly something that has been in pre-production about a couple of different biography shows about Vince. And there was supposedly a movie in the works about his life, too, like a biopic. Right. So with all of this stuff happening, I'm just kind of curious, like how much, like you said earlier, how much of this stuff is going to actually be told truthfully and how much of it is it going to be, whitewashed basically
1: my my thing is i don't understand why people think vince mcmahon was always perfect because it's like you know i'm pretty sure you've seen the means where people are like saying oh can you believe what vince mcmahon done and it's like people who've been watching vince mcmahon since the 90s it's like yes i guess i get it what what's the issue again what what i don't understand the issue so the issue is or sorry vince was seeing somebody in the office, right? Right. Now, he paid her X amount of dollars. It was hush money. Right. Now, was this before or after they, you know, they hook up?
2: So, as far as I know, from what I've heard and what I've read is that it happened after basically their affair ended. Where okay. she wasn't feeling safe there, so she wanted to leave the company. So it's part of like basically like a severance package, you want to you want to call it. They basically said, okay, this is you're gonna sign this NDA and you're gonna not mention about this and you're gonna get this amount of money over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. But now the thing about that is what money was used? Was it out of Vince's own personal pocket or okay. did he use company funds? Because that's where we get the
1: whole so yeah. So that part is the rumor has it that Vince did use his his uh his own money but and then but the the part that it was the company money was that she he gave her a raise right which was a hundred grand uh more whatever her salary was so and uh it it was just weird because it was just like that part is what makes it whoa that looks bad yeah but at the same time it's like was this before after during you know i mean like what who what was the reason for it because if it was just like um hey i'm just gonna give you a raise because of what you're doing that looks bad but now if it's like hey you're you're gonna do something else you know obviously it's in a way because still it still looks bad but vince was smart enough to be like hey so i'm gonna give you something else to do I, that way i could give you a raise so it doesn't look bad right you no know, it's It'll just like suspicious. yeah so it's like even though it's still wrong but it's like i hope you did it that way right <laughs> instead of just being like i'm gonna give you a raise because you know, well you gave me one <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's where it, that's where it looks wrong man but
2: and for a man age to still be you know to be able to get a rise like that hey kudos might as well use it while you still
1: can facts you know no offense to linda she's a lovely lady but she ain't no you know she ain't no true strategy right you know? so exactly hey, but hey man maybe she a freak you don't know hey she, she, she could be a freak them conservative
2: types you know be uh conservative in the streets and freaking the sheets
1: yeah those <laughs> I, I just don't like her in those suits though i mean she yeah her. those suits and is what turns me off she gotta wear she gotta wear a dress once in a while so
2: that linda sundress season come on
1: yeah sundress i just mean we gotta see little cheeks linda two cheeks (laughs) but um oh man john cena 20 years in the business man 20 years in the business even though he's been gone for like he's been gone for two years right i mean he came back from Summerslam last year but Summerslam
2: last year and then before that it's like it was a year before that, probably. Yeah. When he, uh, well, yeah, because the- that that was
1: during the pandemic, so. He yeah. Came back for WrestleMania twenty. Twenty, what was it? Twenty six, right? WrestleMania twenty six.
2: Or thirty six? You mean.
1: Thirty? Oh yeah, thirty six. Yeah. Whoa! I'm way off. <laughs> <laughs> way off. No, he was he was there with WrestleMania twenty six for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But resume at 36, yeah, that's when he came back for a little bit. And then that was the last match that we saw him. And then he came back at Money in the Bank last year to feud with uh, Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. And then he's been gone since then. Yeah. And, uh, but there's a chance he's probably coming back to face Austin Theory. At and that's SummerSlam. what I've
2: heard. That's what I've been hearing. That's what kind of has been leaning towards it. Kind of like a, that's how I was saying earlier with uh, Austin Theory, how. Uh, they're kind of grooming him to be the next Cena or Cena Jr. Um, I the kid has the look. Right. He's got the punchable face, so he can be a good heel in that aspect. Like, you just want to drop kick the shit out of his face. Um, <laughs> Facts. You know, he's arrogant. So he's got that part down. Now, the one thing that can definitely make him be a Cena like level is if they can make him into a face and can he pull that off? Because that was. One of the things that Cena was able to do, he went from being just, you know, the prototype when when he basically came in, right. coming in with just the shorts and and starting off from there against Kurt Angle, to developing Doctor Thugonomics and then go as a heel for a good run, which he was a good heel. I mean, he did really did a good. He worked great with Eddie when they were wrestling for the U.S. title, you know, yeah. taking the taking the tires off the low rider, and then the, the match that they had where he actually did the FU onto the Onto the tire with the rim. You know, he did good heel work during that whole run. And then eventually the crowd made him face. And then he was just a face from here on out and being the face too. So that's one thing where, like, theory, that's going to be his testing grounds to see if and when they make him a face, how does he translate into a face? Can he be effective? Yeah. Can he still draw the crowd in? And most importantly, draw the kids in, because that was seen as big, big thing was the fact right. that he appealed to the kids. And was able to draw them in and make them buy all this gear, like Rocky even said, like the Fruity Pebble shirts. He's got one in every <laughs> every color, and they all sell. You that's know, true. Day, the, what do you call it? Um, at SmackDown on Friday, they had a whole in between like the commercial breaks. You know, they have the fan cameras going around, so they had a whole little section where it was just you know who can do their best. You can't see me, and every kid that was on camera had John Cena gear, right. from the headband to the wristbands, shoulder bands shirts the whole thing you know it's still to this day he still sells that kind of gear
1: yeah i used to have a lot of john cena shirts but then i had to get rid of them because they didn't fit me <laughs> so um yeah but i had them all i think the only one i didn't uh, i didn't have was the the orange one and the purple one so but i had them all i had all the colors i had every type um the orange one was difficult to find because I don't I could never find it at Hot Topic. The right. purple they had the purple one, but I wasn't I was like, nah, I'm not feeling the purple one.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> the purple one, it was all right.
2: Well, the one I wanted to get is the one that was the NFT for a while, the one that had the Super Mario 3 uh like logo. Oh, okay. It was like super Cena, but it was like him and like you know, drawn on and like in that Mario kind of logo, the made for the NFT package. But that NFT flopped, so I don't know if they're actually gonna maybe put it out into circulation as a as a regular purchase.
1: Mm. Yeah, I kinda, yeah, I, I like that shirt too. I was I kind of wanted that one, but I don't know why I didn't get it. So <laughs> maybe it's because of the NFT I didn't want. I think I just yeah. wanted the shirt, but it was I couldn't get the shirt. It had, it was like the whole package. Oh,
2: the whole package. You had to get yeah. the whole package. As yeah. Part of that, and I was like, God, I was not investing that kind of no. money for.
1: For it. (laughs) So um what else is there to talk about? What else happened? Uh, Oh, I was gonna say, do you really think Austin Theory is gonna be the next John Cena? I think he could be the next Randy Orton. John Cena, I don't think so. I think that's just that's just too much. Because how many people how many people have we said that's the next Austin? That's the next Hogan. That's the next, this person. And they all failed. Yeah. They all failed. John Cena was the one person nobody said that he was the next somebody and he became somebody. Right. So, you know, Roman Reigns, I guess the only person is Roman Reigns, but that's because, you know, Vince has been pushing us down our throat.
2: They worked on him to get him to where he's at.
1: But they did the same thing with, with, uh, what's it called, with Hogan. Vince did the same thing with Hogan. Right. So it's like it, it's you know, it's not like Hogan was like, Oh, I became a big star. No, Vince pushed pushed Hogan down everybody's throat. But it, the difference is people actually liked Hulk Hogan <laughs> at right. that time. So at the time, at that time, yeah, at that time everybody loved Hulk Hogan. So it was like everybody was fine with it. But Austin, The Rock, and Cena are the only ones that actually became a big star on their own. Well, they had the opportunity, like they, you know, but Hogan and Roman Reigns are the only two stars that Vince was like, here you go. This is your top guy.
2: Right. And Austin and Rock had the great fortune of being able to work off each other at the same time. Right. That both of their stock rose at the same time and just being able to work against each other for those years and throughout multiple stages because they worked against each other for the Intercontinental title, they worked against each other for the uh, World Heavyweight Championship and even to some other stuff, even promos after they both left the company would come back every once in a while, you know, Rob would go ahead and eat a stunner to make sure he does the oversell to yeah. get off in a bigger pop. But that comparison that you made earlier actually did like that of uh, theory probably being more along Orton's uh, path than Cena. Because if anything, I would say Riddle has more appeal with the crowd and with kids that maybe he could be more Okay. Like a Cena. Yeah. Or he could be the baby face and then have like how Cena and Orton played off each other since they, you know, worked so well against each other and they came up at the same time, with one always being the heel, one always being the face. That could be their next pairing, like that, where you can have Riddle being a Cena-like face, and then Theory, who's again proven that he's a really good heel, be that Orton-like heel where he can just get more of a mean streak, more vicious more cerebral with things have them eventually clash down and you know that could be if they play it right be a wrestlemania main event in two maybe four years
1: right yeah like i i actually agree with that because uh, at one point vince mcmahon saw when he saw rbd he looked at him as his next big star and he could have been yeah uh, but obviously RVD didn't i don't know who who made a back call on that, but Vince did at one point saw RBD as his next big star.
2: Oh yeah, he had everything so, in there to to do that. Yeah. But RBD the same he kind of had at the time, you know, he was kind of his own worst enemy just because he had his his vices that he just didn't want to didn't want to give up.
1: He had at a lot point. of he had a lot of what's it called um he was very uh R V D didn't like he, I forgot what he said, but it was more like when it came to feuds, it was really hard for him to get mad because he was right. so mellow, right? And it was just like, but Riddle, you know, Riddle has that MMA background where it's like he, he could throw it out. Oh yeah, <laughs> so okay. he could throw if,
2: it out. Yeah, he, if they wanted to, somebody wanted to shoot on them, it, it'll turn into a real one real quick. Yeah. So but I was gonna say um, earlier when you were talking about how. You know, you've had people who have been called the next something and flop. I because he just popped up in MLW, but uh, Parker Bordeaux, how they were talking about him being, you know, the next baby Brock because of how he was built and how he looked. And mm-hmm. he probably could have been baby Brock, but instead they brought him in as Harlan, you know, this silent type, you know, I don't even know what he really, what his character was right. meant to be in NXT. And then they just ended up, you know, not doing anything really with them. He was the guy them. who
1: teamed up with Joey Grave, right? With, with Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy. Okay. Yeah. Who the hell is Joey Grave? Okay, whatever. <laughs> but, but yeah, but uh, Batista was one of them too. Yeah. Batista was the next big thing. He was going to be, he was, technically he was, because he was making way more money than John Cena at that time. But because of, what's it called? Batista kept getting hurt and missing Wrestlemania Uh, I think he missed how many Wrestlemania's like two Wrestlemania's that helped John Cena get up there and that's how John Cena because throughout the years contract at that time Batista was making more money than Cena but on merch on everything else because Batista was getting hurt and missing out Wrestlemania's and stuff like that and many main event you know wrestlemania pay-per-views and stuff that john cena took basically took his spot and that's how he made he ended up making more money throughout in the long run yeah. yeah and that's why he and then when it was time for him to sign a new contract he got more money because batista was basically vince couldn't trust him no more right so I hurt. yeah, because he kept getting hurt and he couldn't put him in big uh, WrestleMania matches. And Batista WrestleMania twenty six, Batista wasn't even supposed to be in the main event picture because Vince didn't trust him because he kept right. getting hurt. But it didn't mean Batista wasn't making less money. money. It was yeah. just he wasn't getting more money because Vince Batista couldn't couldn't back it up. Vince uh, John Cena was able to. Yeah. And and then, but the only reason why Batista was in the main event that year because he was leaving. He wanted to go and do Hollywood. But Batista, right. but Vince was like was like no. He put him in the main event picture with John Cena so he can make that WrestleMania money to ensure he would stay. So that's why we had all those John Cena and Batista matches back to back so he could get that main event ma- uh, money. And uh, on top of the WWE pitcher money, and, um, and then he ended up leaving. So that's why he was able – because he made so much money within those three pay-per-views that that's why he – it took him a while for him to come back.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can see what the plan for Vince was to try to entice him with those payouts to get him to, to stay. But it just worked the other way around where Batista like, well, I got cushion money now.
0: So yeah. Yeah, I,
2: I, can, I can bounce and go – try this movie thing and see how it pans out for me
1: and it took a while i mean he you know obviously he said he came back because he was going broke but you know it, it did take him a while though it took almost four years for him to come back and he did make some good movies but i'm pretty sure the thing is obviously batista i guess it you know it took him a while to understand it's like you you can't compare hollywood money to WWE money right so it's because it's you get paid i don't know how the hollywood i mean everybody production is all is, is different because i heard different stories i heard one story where it's like you get paid up front and then and there's some people that get paid after the movie you know like once it's in theaters and stuff like that right. that's where you get your check
2: they get, yeah they get so, the residuals the end yeah. paid
1: so it's like it works differently so maybe Batista didn't understand that going into the movies where it's like he right. probably thought like oh I'm gonna get a check this week and it's like no. oh no <laughs> no you know, and
2: no And not because I got some I got a buddy uh, who was in the military with me he was Marines when I was Navy at Pendleton and he's been you know doing both things working in movie projects and wrestling as well Danny Limelight mm-hmm. um, he's, he's been popping up pretty big he's in MLW uh, he's been worked, done some work in AEW and some other promotions, uh, but he—if anything I could see from what his journey has been—is like there's the hustle. It's a constant hustle. You're either working on a project trying to get you know money off of that, or working on a booking and getting into a show and working off of that. It's not just a guaranteed thing that okay I'm you know in the movies or you sign for like the screen actors guild or whatever it may be that you. Uh, yeah, So making uh, money in movies it's not not as easy as he probably would have thought it was going to be because like i was saying with uh with my buddy he's done movie projects and he's constantly working on projects developing scripts getting bookings getting onto shows even if it's a small bit or or a, a major role to keep that money flow coming in at the same time taking bookings as a wrestler with different promotions and working those shows in between
1: right so
2: probably at the time he might have thought you know, I made all this money over here. I got this cushion. But when you have those kinds of situations, if you're not living within your means, that money goes away quick.
1: Right. I'm pretty sure his mortgage payments were like $5,000 a month where it's, exactly. you know, and that adds up. And then his car collection, food. Home, gym. Yeah. And all that stuff. I'm pretty sure it adds up. So he was probably spending money more than he was making because he probably thought he was going to get it back. Eventually, but probably yeah. didn't work out that way, but it worked out for him now. So yeah, but speaking of but talking about the top faces of wrestling, it's like I honestly think Cody Rose is gonna be the guy too. Cody Rose. Uh I I I could see Drew McIntyre, but I don't know why they're not pushing Drew McIntyre, but it's like everything he did in 2020. It's like you would think he would be the top face right now, but he's not. Right,
2: and I think maybe because they might have overgenerated with him, that people have kind of like burned burned out. So maybe they're kind of drawing him back a little bit, and then maybe for like the fall, make him be the the guy to make the run at Roman at least until Rumble time. When hopefully by then Cody does come back, which again it would make it either perfect for him to come back in time for. Um, the rumble or right. the elimination chamber to get into one of those matches and win one of those matches. So that way he can set up the match for WrestleMania for one of the titles. And that's if they still keep them together by that time, or if they decide to do some kind of split because there's, you know, rumors as to far as to who might win the money in the bank and how that might set up for, right. for a potential uh, match for at least one or both of the titles. So that still left to, you know, kind of play out.
1: It's just, to me, the thing is, see, I, and I told you last time, I, I wouldn't want Cody Rose to main event WrestleMania 39 and win the title. I kind of want to wait to WrestleMania 40 for him to win it, but because uh, he's out due to his injury and the fact that he was still performing for us at Hell in a Cell, it's like, yeah, now I kind of want him to win the rumble. Go on and headline WrestleMania, and um, right. win the title. And there's a chance that it's either going to be Seth Rollins winning the title, and we may see that match happen at WrestleMania, which I'm fine with it. Right? Because um, they because people are saying if the Roman Reigns versus the Rock does happen, there's no need for the title. There, yeah, there's no there really need is. for it. That so. that's
2: a money match without it.
1: Yeah. So it's like you you could, you know, you don't need the title for that one. Um and you know, if it does happen, great. If it doesn't, it's like I, I really don't care. But Roman Reigns right now, Roman Reigns needs to be back on the road. Like he needs to be on television. I don't know why why they thought, hey, we're gonna put the title on him and he's not gonna be on television that much. Uh, I don't understand why he has to go part-time now when it's like you had you have three big shows coming up: Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, and then the, the one in the sure. UK. Heard. So yeah. it's like, what this is right now, it's not the good. And then plus it's summer. <laughs> this is the time right. where a lot of people are gonna go to wrestling events, and you're gonna say you're gonna go part-time now. You're gonna right. go on vacation now when it's <laughs> summer. it's a bad time to go on vacation. I mean, as as, as a wrestler you know go on vacation in the winter time where people stay in and all that stuff right So uh, you know it's just like bad timing on that part they should have they didn't really thought this through where it's like hey we have a uh, because uh, at the time before he went part time money in the bank was still in there and uh was still going to be in the in the arena no uh stadium right so it's just like you guys didn't really thought this through right you do know he's your world champion and it's like mm-hmm. Why did you merge both titles? Give one title to somebody else then. I think they should... Roman Reigns should drop the Universal title and he should start a new legacy with the WWE title and then have the Universal... Honestly, yeah. Because him re- holding on to the Universal title doesn't mean anything. I don't even care for the title anyways. Nobody does. No. So, like, you're better off just merging it to one title and just... I have no problem of the WWE universal championship is just the legacy of that title it doesn't mean anything to me
2: because yeah. out of all the people who held that title in its run, roman is probably just the most the biggest and the most significant one honestly because yeah yeah finn but being the, old, the first one right and he got injured then kevin owens who mm. that was probably his biggest run other than main eventing against austin at wrestlemania but, but that was yeah it wasn't but like that's, a spectacular but run. But even
1: Kevin Owens would say, that's not the title I wanted. Right. He, he could say he's a world champion, but that's not the title that he wants. That's not the title yeah. that he grew up wanting to win. You know, it, It's the WWE Championship. So it's like, that's what people want to win. Yeah. People want to be able, because the universal title, think about it. People who look up to John Cena, what title are they going to want? They're going to want the WWE Championship and the, uh, the, uh, the U.S. title. Why? Because right. John Cena hold it. John Cena never hold the Universal title. Who's going to want that title? Nobody. <laughs> so,
2: why funny you say that right there, the Universal title. I mean, the U.S. title, because at the show on Friday, that was one of the belts that they had on sale at the merch booth. It was the spinner U.S. <laughs> title. <laughs> Exactly, they had had that belt on sale still and it was being sold because i saw a lot of people buy that belt then and there i was like okay i mean again that's just proving what what the the stock and value in john cena still is to this day right
1: and they thought and they thought having goldberg holding the universal title was going to draw attention to it and it's like it did for a bit but it's like no not a lot of people are going to say 10 to 15 years from now, or, you know, maybe current wrestlers, people who are training now, none of them are going to say, yeah, I want the universal championship because of Goldberg. Right. No, people are going to say, I won the WWE championship because of John Cena. I won the U S title because of John Cena. Yeah. I want tag team just because of John Cena. Right. I, I want to win the Royal rumble because of John Cena. I want to win money in the bank because of John Cena. I want to headline WrestleMania just like John Cena did, you know? I, I want to be able to face John Cena. Even Austin Theory, he's 24 years old. His dream match is John Cena.
2: And that's probably about to happen <laughs> by
1: SummerSlam. So, it's, if it doesn't have John Cena's name on it, get rid of it. Right. Actually, don't get rid of the IC title. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but, you know, but still... John Cena was never IC champion. That's crazy to me.
2: No, you're right. He that's one belt he never he never hold, he never held.
1: That's crazy to me. I never really. Huh.
2: But I mean, right now, right now the the IC title is in good hands, so I wouldn't want to see him coming in and do like a power move just to get that title.
1: I mean, to face Walter, why not? I mean, I know he'll yeah, squash but him, but he'll hey.
2: squash him. That's why I don't want. To see him. <laughs> right now, right now Walter low key is being built up his stock is slowly rising. They're doing him right right
1: now. Right.
2: Keeping him strong, putting a belt on him that has some meaning to it, maybe bringing some meaning back to that belt and and to that title to where they can elevate him to where maybe he could be a contender for, for the main title. Or if they split up the titles again for one of them, you know, whenever they do the split up, because even going back to earlier to the lineage on the, on the title, that's what makes the story with Cody be more important because whenever he wins it, he wants to win the WWE championship because that's the story behind it. It's the belt that was taken from dusty. Right. So there's that story there. So same, like let's say they do split him up and you put the universal title on Walter. That's not, that's a big thing for him, but it's not a big loss for like anyone else that's trying to get the WWE championship because now Walter got elevated to a different level. He has one of the big two titles and he, you can build him up even more and make him something because I mean, he's put in the work in himself too to get to looking to how he looks from how he was looking in nxt uk when he was the nxt uh uk champion
1: i just hope walter he does have a long title reign i just hope it's not one of those like dean ambrose where he only had like two or three title defense I, i i want like him having feuds even if it's just like a number one contender it's like there's no story walter's one of those guys where it's like you don't need a story with him it's just yeah he has no. the title and you want to take it away from him and he has so. the
2: style he has this look that just makes yeah. him look like a menace and, and he got
1: in gray shape Duh. gray shape man i was like damn hey, walter yeah <laughs> oh no his name is gunter now right Gunther. gunter so oh yeah but all right, well, we're going to wrap this episode out because it's been a pretty long episode. That's what she yeah. said. Hey, so, but all right, uh, Jose, thank you. And um, hey, thank you. Don't again, forget, I'm going to have you on uh, later this week for uh, money in the bank, man. Uh, even though we talked a little bit about it, but it's going to be for trivia because right. we, we were going to do trivia for this episode, but we ran out of time. So we'll do another <laughs> episode. So all right, Jose until next time. Bye, all uh, right, see you then. We are out. Do-do-do! Yay!